So we're going to continue in John chapter 14 this week. And we're going to begin with verse 8. As you remember last week, we were talking about Jesus being the way, the truth, and the life. So today we're going to continue, beginning with verse 8. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long? And you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe on account of the words themselves. Truly, truly, I say to you, Whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. So I want to share with you one of the confusing parts of this section of verses, especially for unbelievers, is if you ask anything in my name, I will do it for you. People want to think that Jesus is like a genie or that he's magic and that all you have to do is say something and then add, in Jesus' name, and it happens. But what does it really mean to be in Jesus' name? You see, Jesus is explaining that he has got to go away. And his disciples don't want him to go away. They love him, and they need him, and they're learning from him. And they are getting from Jesus more than they realize, more than they can even explain. So they don't want him to go away. We all know how that is when we have loved ones who are going to go away for work or school or whatever it might be. But Jesus is telling his disciples, first of all, that he knows what's best for them. It's best for him to go away. He's also telling them that the reason he knows what's best is because he's God. Jesus is God. After all the time these guys have walked with Jesus and they have seen these miracles that he's done, they still can't wrap their head around the fact that Jesus is God walking and talking with them every day. And can't you imagine how wonderful that would be to be in the presence of God himself walking and talking and living and eating and sharing your life every day. We don't realize what we get out of our own human relationships, but imagine what it must have been like to be in his very presence every single day. Of course they didn't want him to go away, but they could not articulate what it meant that this man that they knew so well 
is actually God. The very God who created all things, who created the universe, who promised to send the Messiah. They could not grasp that Jesus is the Messiah. But Jesus explained to Philip, Philip says, just show us the Father and we'll believe you. All the while, Jesus has been trying to tell them, I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. If you see me, you've seen the Father. That's hard. We're human beings. We're used to seeing each other, and there's just one person there. To imagine that this one person is the creator of the universe. It's very difficult. It's easy for us, 2,000 years later, to look back and think how naive these guys must have been. But I cannot imagine how hard that was to understand. None of these men were theologians. They were not Bible scholars. They didn't understand what Scripture had said. And the ones who did understand, the ones who did know, were the ones who were trying to destroy Jesus. So we need to look at them with a gentler spirit and a better understanding. Jesus says, Have I been with you so long you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. He is pleading with them. A loving plea. Just believe in me. Trust me. I know you and love you. And I want to go away so that the works you've seen me do, you also will do. And greater works than these. Not greater in the fact that they are more spectacular or more miraculous, but greater in number, greater in breadth, greater in depth, because when Jesus goes away and sends the Holy Spirit into each of those who believe around the world throughout time and space, the power of God is manifest in his people. And so that we are called and given the power to do the greater works that God has done through Jesus. So I want to share with you one thought that will help us both today as we move forward as a church, as we move forward with our project today, and everything else. When Jesus is talking about them, he says, Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. 
the greatest concept of all Christianity is glorification. God has promised us that in Christ we will be glorified. And that in Christ, even now, we can glorify the Father because of Christ. The very reason Jesus was sent was to bring glory to the Father. The greatest accomplishment of God is to glorify himself. That's hard for us to wrap our heads around because we know that if we glorify ourselves, it's sinful. We are not worthy of glory. But God is worthy of all glory. And so the greatest thing he can do is to glorify himself. In fact, everything he does has that as its very purpose, to bring glory to his name. And so what Jesus is doing the Father may be glorified in the Son. That's what we're about. Bringing glory to God. Maybe some of you were brought up in a tradition where you learned or heard of the Westminster Shorter Catechism. And in the Westminster Shorter Catechism, which is foreign to some of you, but you'll be learning more about it as we do our ARP class in a few weeks. It teaches in the very first question, what is the chief end of man or the chief purpose of man? Why are we here? And the answer is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. That's our purpose. Whatever it is, whatever day it is, whatever we've been through, that's why we could say, as I was teaching the youth today, that we can count it all joy when we experience all kinds of trials. Because those trials increase our faith. And that faith is in the God who is glorified. So whatever we do, we do to the glory of God. So Jesus goes on. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. In other words, are you asking that Jesus be glorified in your lives? If you are, then he will always answer that very prayer. You all have heard me mention Tim Keller before. And I heard him say one time that Jesus is praying for you right now. And he is going to answer your prayer perfectly according to whatever you would ask if you knew what he knows. You see, Jesus knows exactly what you need. That's why he had to go away. To send the Holy Spirit to us that we might be built up. That we might be sanctified. 
being made more and more like Jesus every day. And as we give ourselves completely to him, we are bringing glory to the Father. And as we spread out through the community and through the world and every little place that God touches brings glory to his holy name. Just like we were singing a few minutes ago. Jesus says, if you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. That is where we'll begin next week. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Not in order to be saved, but in order to demonstrate your love and to express the gratitude to God for your salvation and to bring glory to his holy name. So my challenge for you this week is, Will you pray in Jesus' name to do those greater works that God has called you to do? Are you willing to ask that hard question? Father, how will you be glorified in me today? What are those greater works that you have in store for me today? And please let me see them and hear them and know them when you give them to me. This is why we ask, how have you seen the Lord at work this week in your life? Because I want you to be able to bring glory to God consciously, willingly, lovingly, knowingly as we seek over these next few weeks to get to know each other, as we get to know Jesus for who he is. He is the Father manifest in the flesh to us, carrying the message of grace and glory and giving us the Holy Spirit so that we might live for the glory of God, because apart from the Spirit, nothing we do will glorify God. But in the Spirit, everything we think and say and do, every task, every assignment, every opportunity in our lives is an opportunity to glorify God no matter how menial it might seem. Everything for Christians brings glory to God. Greater works than these we will see and do together as we seek the will of God in these coming weeks, as we follow the will of God, and as we love Jesus with all our hearts, seeing how Jesus is working in each of our lives together. 
we will then have opportunity to praise him evermore. Hallelujah. 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 Let us pray. Father in heaven, I thank you that you have brought us together today. We pray that our worship will bring you glory. We ask that whatever you would have us do, we would see and know and obey. We pray that you would help us to be grateful for all that you've given us. We ask that you would help us to be more aware, more in tune with your will for us. Help us to learn what your commandments really mean. Help us to know that you've given them to us out of love. And help us to love you with all our hearts, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen.